Previously on Those Were the Days. A mighty podcast. Loved by good. Feared by nobody. What were they doing for the other three episodes, Audio? It's still moving at a faster pace than any episode of DBZ. Yeah, they're like, like, translating is too much work. He definitely had rocket boots. It's the same footage every time. (laughs) Is to just jump at it at vaguely crotch level. Alright, so the Road Beast has drill nipples. I have extensive knowledge of Voltron, all acquired during lunchtime. Those Were the Days is filmed before a live internet audience. Hello, everybody. It is time for Those Were the Days, the show where we look at classic TV through a modern lens and uh, with, nostal- with nostalgic eyes. Boy, I'm going to get that right one of these days. <laughs> this month, as you know, is all about Saturday morning cartoons. And this week, we're taking a look at Bobby's World, Season 1, Episode 2. So saddle up your tricycle, don your best high-pitched voice, and let's dive into Those Were the Days. That's right, y'all. It's it's that time. It's that time. Joined, as always, by the wonderful Amy. Oh, hey there. Oh, hi. <laughs> the infinitely curious Audie. My name is Bobby. And your fun uncle, Travis. Hey there, Steve-O. How's it, do- how's it going? <laughs> it's going good, going good. So, Bobby's World, y'all. This was a, this was a trip for me, uh, in particular, as one of those shows that I did watch as a kid all the time like it was it was a uh i know we're in saturday morning cartoons by the time i was watching it was like playing at seven in the morning maybe right before school so i was always sitting down with a bowl of cereal to watch this before the day kicked off my mom was always like making breakfast which a lot of times was to a toaster strudel for me and then i would go sit and eat that um and so this this show was i probably saw every episode a million times but what i want to know is what your relationship uh, to the show was. Because I always look at it as kind of fringy in a way, because it's not one you talk about nowadays. Uh, but it's one that a lot of people have experience with. Amy, did you ever watch Bobby's World? So I, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, so the, the theme song started playing when I sat down to watch it, and, and my brain said, oh, it's time to change the channel. So <laughs> I, I just... I think this one I think this one was not for me. I did look it up, right? So this one started in in uh 1990. Um so I would have been 9 and I would have been a precocious 9. So I think mm. I would have been like, mm, mm, I don't know about this one." Uh, sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I definitely have memories of it existing, but I don't think I watched it very much. <laughs> no, that's that's totally fair. That's probably going to happen with us here and there. It's those those little overlaps. Like you just missed yeah. me. Yeah. I yeah, was just sure. getting a little cooler than you. <laughs> um, it's the way I'm going to interpret what you said. Yeah. I was just a little cooler was, than everybody else here. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Travis, Travis, how about you? So. I don't have a lot of memory of Bobby's World, and then I sat down to watch it, and the the theme song started playing, and I'm like, I remember this opening. I remember watching the opening to this. I didn't watch a ton of episodes. Like, I don't... I remember the mom, 
and her her wonderful yeah. Minnesota accent. Oh sure. And <laughs> that's about it. Like it took me a minute to remember. Oh, that's right. His dad is basically Howie Mandel. Um, you know, there is, you know, Bobby is the, the, the like fourth wall breaking, you know, constantly talking to the camera, um, like all that kind of stuff. So it was one of those where I definitely remember the show. I remember it being on and I remember the intro and that is pretty close to it. Um, but I had a fun time with it. So yeah, sure. Uh, Adi, how about you? Uh, I, I'm right there with you, Steven. Like I remember watching the heck out of this. I couldn't tell you much about it, but I know I watched the heck out of it. Um, and I think specifically I remember the song in this episode. And I think we talked right. about that <laughs> last week when we were done streaming. But, like, yeah, I definitely re- And it's funny seeing it now and realizing this was my introduction to Howie Mandel when I didn't know who Howie Mandel was. And, like, I yeah. had forgotten that he did a little introduction at the beginning of the show and stuff. And interacted yeah. with the cartoon Bobby. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Okay, cool. So, yeah, yeah definitely. And one weird little thing I picked up on. So the voice actor who does Uncle Ted does the – he was a voice actor for Mr. Grouper in the Bubble Guppies. And for the longest oh, nice. time, I was like, that voice sounds familiar. Like something about Mr. Grouper's voice, just I was just like, I know that voice. I couldn't think of where it could possibly. And then I looked it up after watching this. And I was like, Holy cow! Oh my gosh! That's why. So, yep. That uh, that one it struck me so weird when Uncle Ted started talking because I'm like, this is familiar, like really, really familiar. It's because he sounds remarkably like John Candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, he was. There's so much in the way he sounds. Yeah, he was very um, much uh, Uncle Buck. Yeah. Was sure. Uncle Ted, and it was they were they were going for a John Candy sound, uh, yeah. for sure. Or that's just they, how he funny, sounds. One of the two, but yeah, right. And some trivia about that actor: his name is to, uh, Tino Insana, mm-hmm. uh, not his real name, but a stage name. He's got a, actually a really cool ethnic, um, like actual name, but but because this is Hollywood, uh, you have to change it to something. Uh, so anyway, Tino. Uh, the writers of the show wrote the character of Uncle Ted based on him uh, as a person. <laughs> and then they, when they went out to try to cast the part, he went out for it. And he read for it and actually got it. <laughs> so he's effectively playing himself, uh, which Imagine I thought was a really cool having to audition to be yourself, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. don't, I have a whole bit I can recite on this. I'm going to let it go for now. <laughs> but trust me, I have something for that. No, it's funny. His IMDb page even has a uh, trademark. His voices include a voice similar to that of John Candy. Yeah. Yes, oh, yes they do. <laughs> I mean, there's there's something about that tone, that John Candy, Uncle Buck tone that just makes you comfortable, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. like, oh, this is this is not a creepy guy. This is your jolly uncle that is, is not going to be weird and it's, it's fine to hang around and you go do cool camping trips with and stuff. Like it's they they made it a friendly it's a friendly tone yeah, yeah I mean he's uh, gonna be weird but like in a in a friendly uh, safe way mm-hmm. oh yeah right. nobody knows what he does like he's no. probably making all his money from gambling and horse track yeah like that's or taking episode yeah or taking taking dad's uh, charge card mm-hmm. to the army navy <laughs> oh, surplus yeah. and we're gonna scan yeah. it with the thing mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. yeah yeah boy. This did go. This was an old show. <laughs> um, 
this. Things like this, you're going to get reminded of it as we go through classic TV of oh, how yeah. far we've come. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But you start at the beginning of the show, we talked a little bit about how they set it up. Every single Bobby's World episode is set up with Howie Mandel in front of an animated background that, that ends up talking to Bobby. And the basic premise is he's a real person. He's going to go change into a cartoon real quick yeah. so he can be Bobby's dad yeah. in the cartoons. And, y'all, I don't know about you, but Howie Mandel looked like he may have snorted something before <laughs> going on stage. He to may do have this actually thing. thought he was becoming a cartoon. Yes. Yeah, it's called cocaine, yeah. Howie. Because um, he, was, he was going 90 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. It's almost like he stepped onto the stage. They were like, we need a show. Can you do something? And he's just like, yeah, yeah, man, I got this. Let's rock and roll. Blah, 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 blah. He sounded like me at the beginning of an episode or something. Just like, <laughs> oh, ramble off the cuff. And he almost looked uncomfortable. There's, there's almost like this discomfort of, I'm going to get through this as fast as possible. So we can get to whatever show I'm making here. Um, yeah, it is interesting because I think you think of him now and all the shows that he's on, and he's so comfortable on stage yeah. and in, in front of the camera. And it's almost like he hadn't he hadn't gotten to that yet here. Yeah, he had done stand up, but that's very different from kind of being on a on a green screen in a in a studio with a bunch of people watching you, and you've got no audience to to play off of either. Yeah, so I'm sure no, that was right. a no, weird feeling. No. Uh, other actors to play off of. Right, because you're doing right. the voice of the other mm-hmm. actor. You're yeah. doing the voice of the other character, so yeah, you're playing off you yourself. You're Oof, in a room. That, that's that's, that's got to be weird. Yeah. If anyone's ever been in a Zoom meeting and tossed out a joke and just stared at people to see who laughs. <laughs> like, that's basically what this is. I yep. do that frequently. I'm like, am I even funny? And I have to make sure I see one person go, <laughs> just quietly <laughs> just <laughs> open their mouth and like, all right, I'm Got okay. One. I'm okay. Got one. That's all I need. Just one person. Uh, Look to the safe face in the crowd. It's <laughs> 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 <Right>. acknowledging you. <laughs> yeah, so this, this episode kicks off, and it's all about Uncle Ted taking Bobby on a camping trip uh, into, the, into the distant area of the backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, like, the things, the things about this, that's a very simple story. That's a very simple idea. Um, another piece of trivia that I thought was really cool is that the writers came up with many of the Bobby's World stories based on their own childhoods. Sure. Um, which really kind of makes it work for me because what better place to dig from than your own memories and how you felt when your uncle took you camping in the backyard and all the things that go through your mind. Uh, and there were parts of the show that I had completely forgotten that are like complete, uh, they're integral to the show. Like they are part, they are the show. But much like Audie, I don't remember this. Why this show doesn't have any mental staying power outside of the awareness of it, I don't really know. Because like I said at the top of the show, I've watched episode after episode after episode, and it did not occur to me that this – I did not remember Bobby imagining the things that the adults said, like yeah. coming mm-hmm. to life in a different way. That was not a thing that – Stuck with me. Well, you've only um, got so much RAM up there. You've got to get rid of some of that sure, stuff every yeah. once in a while. So, you know, the childhood cartoons, they get, some of them get pushed aside into the trash that one's bin. not, Bobby's World unlikely to come up on Jeopardy. Like, you're probably, <laughs> you can probably let that one go. 
True. You're probably right. You're probably right. But I did enjoy like that was one of the things that I got I got tickled about. The, I, there weren't there weren't that many places I laughed out loud in this cartoon. The, like we talked about Garfields and Friends, we talked about Voltron, and those shows they're they're hey, they're for kids, but there's some stuff in there just for me and you, you know, yeah. as grown-ups. This particular Bobby's World episode did not have a lot of things that were there for adults to enjoy. They were definitely I'm plop my kid in front of the TV with a bowl of cereal, yep. and I'm going to go vacuum. So I will say, or whatever. their their experience at the at the Army Navy surplus store was very similar to mine when I used to go back in college. It's like let's go, <laughs> let's pack it up. I have a I have a Swiss Army jacket, like a jacket from the Swiss Army mm-hmm. that I have never worn but purchased in college because. <laughs> The, when I was yeah. watching this, it remind uh, it made me think a lot of uh, Phineas and Ferb, which mm-hmm. is a show that also very much expands on imagination and the kid's imagination. The main difference is that in Bobby's world, it's all inside his head. He's imagining mm-hmm. all of it, and he goes yeah. into his dream states. Whereas Phineas and Ferb, it's like their imagination manifests reality. Um, it's Amelia Bedelia too, in that yes. like very literal, you mm-hmm. know, draw the drapes. So she yeah, pulls out yeah. A paper. pitch a tent, like Drive actually it. throw it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I and, and and I wonder if that's why maybe some of it doesn't quite stick because it feels like the the concept of this show has been done better mm-hmm. or or in, in in a more refined way. I think mm-hmm. um, sure because there was nothing bad. I didn't I didn't yeah. not enjoy watching this at all, but it's not one that I'm going to rush to go back to. Either just because it got a little unfocused and a little, a little too. It was it was aimed. It was clearly aimed at much younger kids, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But not quite to like your Dora the Explorer level. But it's like a half step up from that. The way yeah. that he talks to the camera mm-hmm. um, and all that kind of stuff. Very differently from the way that like say Garfield would break the fourth wall, like we talked about a sure. couple weeks ago. Well, and I said it yeah, pretty stream. Like this is such a stream of consciousness episode. There's no <laughs> oh, like yeah. breakup as to what's <laughs> happening between. Like I was like, okay, we're gonna do the camping thing. That'll be done, and then we'll get another story. No, this nope. whole thing is the camping <laughs> thing, and just different weird things happening. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I'll tell you the the part in the army surplus store was a lot of fun, and that was what I was gonna mention is that when he's says, can we get one of these? He has a little remote control, and the massive tank, tank. comes rolling through. Yes. I was like, that is exactly how a kid would yep. see that. I was like, what is mm-hmm. going on? And then the adults look at it, and he sees a little tank, RC cars. Yep. You know, And yeah. I, I, I really appreciated that. At that moment, it, it finally locked in what we were doing. It always takes me a little while to figure out what my show, what the show I'm watching is really all about. <laughs> and that was the moment I was like, okay, I'm in now. It's the kid's view of the world and occasionally yeah. you get to see the way the adults are seeing it to kind of break it up for you but uh but that was great and then it was the scared of the dark stuff and everything mm-hmm. that really brought in the whole the whole childhood aspect of sleeping in a tent and uh i couldn't help but be proud of uncle ted in that when you're camping in the backyard i mean extension cords abound yeah mm-hmm. you know? that is... i mean Boy. how serious are we about to get here uh <laughs> So you go in the tent. Their tent is like the Doctor Who version of a, of a tent, like super small on the outside. They walk in. It is this massive Harry Potter esque, mm. like two thousand square foot tent area. 
If you're standing upright in a tent, it's not a tent. Uh, you're in like a cabin. <laughs> yeah. Like, nobody was doing a hunch, nothing. And uh, they've got a TV and a microwave and a refrigerator and all this stuff. I'm like, man, Uncle Ted knows how to do it right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Uncle Ted camping. That sounds like a great idea. Um, and the, like the whole, the whole thing in there, the thing that got me the most was the pizza. Out of <laughs> yes. all the things... That they did. The pizza. The pizza. Uh, cartoon pizza always looks pretty great when you see it in a cartoon, except when that cartoon's Bobby's World. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I did not want that pizza. No. Like, you watch it, watch Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah. Everybody Every pizza. wants the mm-hmm. pizza on the Ninja Turtles. Like, oh, the yeah. way they pull it up and the cheese, just, you're like, I want to eat that. I'll never find a pizza that tastes as good as that looks. Uh, but Bobby and, and Uncle Ted decide to microwave <laughs> <laughs> like a 15-inch pizza. And then so. he goes, he pulls it out of the microwave or the toaster oven, whatever it is, and it's just like floppy. Mm-hmm. It like yeah. folds in half as he's carrying it over. And ugh, No, I didn't want that any would, of that. Okay, when I was at huh? SCAD, I took a couple um, classes that were like storyboarding and stuff. And my professor was talking about how much in animation so much is done overseas you have to explain to them how things work <laughs> i don't think anybody explained to the animation team pizza. how pizza works or how no. it's supposed to look <laughs> the physics of pizza i feel like at some point somebody was like wait they microwaved it so we can't show it on a pan so <laughs> right. i guess it'll just be floppy mhm it's not okay. No, it was nope. that, and the cheese was like slightly greenish yeah. brown. Mm. Yeah, that was mm, mm, that yeah, cheese didn't tell them what it looked like. Tried to cut it with a plastic knife. Uh, <laughs> the, plastic, the plastic knife actually fit for me because we have plastic knives for Sam mm-hmm. for cutting stuff, um, and it it looked exactly like Sam's plastic so knife good. when he was like four or five. That's what he yeah. used to cut food, uh, and I'm like, oh, okay, this checks out. Dad safety approval right there. Mm-hmm. Look, they're Telling kids not only don't put metal stuff in the microwave, yeah. uh, but also use your plastic knife when you're yep. cutting the pizza. But then the thing that got me is when the cheese gets on everybody. And I'm like, you just pulled this out of the microwave. <laughs> you're going so to the weird. hospital. That is, that is napalm <laughs> flying all over that tent right now. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Anyone who's ever bitten into a slice of pizza and like just pulled the cheese off and it slaps you in the chin, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's all I can think of. I'm like, third degree birds. <laughs> this poor kid. <laughs> Uncle Ted, what have you done? You're ruining everything. It's fine. I'm sure he's got a burn kit from the, oh, yeah. from the Army Probably. Surplus I'm store. I'm sure he picked one up from the surplus store and the, the guy working at the Army Navy surplus store that looked like a snake. Kind of? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What that was weird. His mustache, that was, his mustache was hanging below his lip. Like, yes. It his was... mustache, he didn't have a lip. No. Like nose, and then the mustache hairs were just going down into his mouth. It was very which odd. Which couldn't have been comfortable. Yeah. That couldn't Heck have been of a bug zapper, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? That thing was robust. I love that, that, was that, would, that did take me back, because we did have one in my backyard when I was a kid. And so... The fun thing to do if you happen to get up early, right? Because all the bugs would be on the ground, and then you watch the ants come and take all the dead bugs away. I learned a lot about nature. <laughs> nice. Yeah, entertaining is a word you can use yeah. uh, for whatever that is. Yeah. It's 
pretty good. You're like, I used to sit on the front porch and watch the vultures eat the dead animals. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we do what we gotta do, man. Yeah. You guys didn't do that. It was the that 80s. What else were we gonna do? <laughs> right. We didn't have the internet. We had <laughs> windows of time that entertainment was provided for us, and outside of that, we had to do what we had to do. You just watch the watch vultures. Watch nature clean up itself. Yep. That's what you do. Yeah, it's a good it's a good time. Nowadays we're like, hide the children, the vultures are out. <laughs> <laughs> Can't see them do that. Uh I did write down, I was looking back at my notes, socks in a can. Um a great wedding the, gift. The army, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I actually know someone who's getting married and now I want to find socks, socks in a can, can. <laughs> just to give it to them. Uh, because that was that sounds like a great idea. Anything you put in a can mm-hmm. uh, is really a pass for me. I think I'll take it. I'll, whatever I'll, I'll, you know, or just take multiple can of, cans of socks and just keep them in your drawer. Get yeah. a fresh one every day. You know, right out of right out of the can. Um, then so we get past the the they're they're camping. It's dark. They have to go on some adventure. Uh, I was on Sudafed and stuff, so bear with me. This is probably <laughs> scrambled. Uh, but at some point. Bobby gets to thinking how awesome Uncle Ted is and then has this imagination event of going to see Uncle Dad. Yeah, what a good Uncle dad. Dad's he, house. What, he would make the best dad. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to yeah. go to Uncle Dad's house, which it is yeah, his face, gonna... is the door. <laughs> right. A really gross face that's like real life and his tongue falls out. It makes like a flop sound. Yeah, and like, like sounds squishy when he walks over yeah. into the. It was... I'm not going in there. Mm-hmm. No. no. Okay. <laughs> but I took note of one thing in there that was in the background that you could have overlooked, yep. and it was a poster I... of Garfield the cat, and it said "Kill the cat" on it. Yep, uh, I saw that because yeah, <laughs> I, I was like, wait a minute, what is this liberal <laughs> messaging? Like, is this a war? There's no information on why this sign exists, <laughs> but it was in there. And then at that point, I had lost focus on whatever was going on. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> why we're here? We I know. Yeah, we didn't realize that there was a gang war between uh, Bobby's World and uh, Garfield. Jim Davis and Howie Mandel apparently just, you know, at at loggerheads. Uh, Who knows? (laughs) Yeah. It was harsh, though. It killed killed the cat. Not even, like, you know, end it or whatever. Like, straight up kill the cat. Um, That was was a lot for me to digest (laughs) in that scene. Um, and, And then they light the tent on fire somehow. Yes, it catches the tent fire. Up, catching, catching fire, that's what it was. Yeah, Probably it, the 87 extension cord. Or, well, yeah. Well, I'm so, sure. so um, Uncle Ted sits on the marshmallows first, mm-hmm. and then right. they toast them that's anyway, right. which is fine, whatever. They've lost a lot of their <laughs> marshmallow quality, but sure. sure. And then he takes the marshmallow off the stick and just throws it. Is that how the tent caught on fire? Like, I don't... What? No, because I mean, he grabs probably. it again and puts it back on his stick, unless it's another one, but that could be. I'm like, don't... Yeah. Like, why did you just toast that marshmallow if you were just going to throw it? What are you doing? <laughs> I, I don't think Ted plans that far ahead, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ahead. There was a line at one point where he talks about ant... Some, like, it's unknowable, like, ant somebody's age. And so I want to know if that's, like, another sister... Or if he is married, and either scenario is pretty good. 
That is pretty great. Either yeah. scenario uh, is quality. Uncle Ted just goes and stays at their house all the time. <laughs> he just got to get out. Being married <laughs> I just got to leave. I just got to leave. He's too much fun, and she just t- puts a damper on it all the time. That's that's probably it. Ted, you're never serious. Just trying to pay We bills. have to pay the power bill. <laughs> <laughs> you're down at the track. You're either down at the track or you're over at your sister's house with your nephew. You know, there's a history there. We got to oh, yeah. figure out what that's all about. Mm. Um, we did have another imagination event where Bobby uh, finds his way to the... Uh, he's got to go get t- uh, bed sheets and stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because they and put out the, the fire little... and they got to cover the holes with, like, bed sheets and then find something <laughs> right. to sleep on. Because they yep. incinerated sure. yeah. everything they purchased. Right, right, yeah. So now it's, and this is all fine. You know, nobody's worried. Uncle Ted's just going to tell Bobby to go, just go get some bed sheets. I'm Uncle Ted, uh, and <laughs> I'm having fun. I refuse to let anything put a damper on our backyard camping. <laughs> so he has this this event where he's imagining <clears throat> they're like at this Wizard of Oz scenario, yeah. And uh, and the 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 scarecrow. What did the scarecrow get? Some kind of was it the seal seal of approval that scarecrow got or something? Oh, I'm trying to remember. Oh, what was the thing? I wrote three things down, but none of it makes any sense now that I'm looking back at it. <laughs> so one, one person got a seal of approval, and it was like a literal seal that <laughs> comes out. And I was like, ah, it's the Amelia Bedelia thing mm-hmm. uh, with the kids. And then the Tin Man gets a bike made of his ex-wife. <laughs> ex-wife. <laughs> a girl's bike. Yeah, well, a girl's and bike. his body was canned meat. Right, yeah, yeah, it was oh. a little bit off kilter. Everything was off kilter. And then she's like, "Don't sit on my head." <laughs> and then he does. It was, like, Ooh. That was very weird. So weird. Very yeah. weird. I was like, "Who made this joke?" Is this <laughs> girl's bike? It's made of your ex-wife. Like, the, what? Who? What show? What, what demographic <laughs> are you after here? I don't. That that whole section confused me because that felt like. We've talked a little bit about uh, how old cartoons would try to sneak stuff past the censors mm. sure. a lot. And that that segment felt like it was trying to be that, but it didn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> they thought Again. they were hilarious, and it just wasn't that good. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, I mean, we started at the top of the show with Howie Mandel basically just rambling off stuff <laughs> to get through the beginning. And then we, we expect some sort of well-thought-out joke system i really would love to watch i mean this is episode two of the show right season one this is episode two this show ran until 1997 the end of 1997 or beginning of 98 either way it had some legs yeah um and bobby actually progresses in age as the show goes on in this season he's four years old uh he eventually gets to five and then six i think is the, the where they they ended it um but i would love to see how much different the show got as everything moved on and you got better yeah you know this this was awfully close to the pilot but i picked this one for very specific reason because it's one of the only things i remembered out again out of having watched this show a billion times (laughs) there's only one thing that seemed to stick in my mind with any level of uh of stickiness Mm -hmm. uh and that was the fish don't stink underwater song, um, <laughs> which happens because Bobby and Uncle Dad are sleeping in the tent and somehow walking around this thing and eating pizza in this thing never saw the sprinkler heads which are inside not the tent with them. No, These are not no. subtle sprinkler heads. These are not pop ups. No, these are old school. 
<laughs> these are like I bought these from Lowe's for six dollars and I shoved them in the ground. Yes. Sprinkler heads, mm-hmm. um, and then just start spru- throwing water everywhere, which gave me flashbacks to a sleepover I had with a friend once, where they tried to make me pee my pants. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I remember, I remember sleeping and waking up, and they had my hand in a cup mm-hmm. of uh-huh. water. Yep. And I like moved, and it spilled all over me. And they ran off giggling, and I had to spend the rest of the night soaking wet trying to sleep. <laughs> uh, and I almost walked home at like two in the morning because it was just that. <laughs> it was that. That was a bad experience. So I'm watching Bobby get drenched by a sprinkler. I'm like, oh, he's not going to stay asleep for that. Mm. This is the worst night ever. Oh no, he um, did not. He not only did he did he stay asleep. He just like pulls the blanket over his head <laughs> and turns over, and I'm like. Pretty sure that's not how that. I'm works. pretty sure they wrote this whole episode just to get to this musical number after watching it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's definitely. I feel like they wrote the song was they, written and then they reverse engineered a scenario <laughs> to get there. Because and and because like getting hit with a sprinkler does not make me think about being underwater and a fish. No, I would no. think about being like rained Rain? on or something. Yeah. Right. So, but not Bobby. So. No. no, no. So Bobby in dreams of a musical number, uh, which I learned was was meant to be a riff of Under the Sea from The Little Mermaid. Of course. Yeah. Uh, this one was fish don't stink underwater. <laughs> underwater, the fish don't stink. Um, which, man, I, I don't have it queued up, and I should, <laughs> for just a little slice of this pie. But it's a jam. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean... It's, it's a catchy tune, just, yeah. Yeah, it's it's right up there with the greatest American hero theme song <laughs> in my TV show music. Yeah, see, Adi, you, you know, we can disagree. Yeah. We can agree to disagree. I mean, I'll say, I still remembered it, you know. We yeah. talked about it. Underwater, the fish don't stink. <laughs> yeah. Like, as soon as it you said little... Bobby's World was your pick, that was the first thing that came in my mind. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's the, the, anytime I think of the show, I think if fish don't stink under, you know, I just get it in my head. I had the melody completely wrong <laughs> in my in my head canon. But after watching it again, I'm like, oh dang, this is better than what I had stuck in my head. Like this is a better version of that. Um, it was it was great. The only part where the whole song falls apart for me is where we have to make the mistake of rapping. Mm-hmm. Um, and what well, was 1990, the, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, MC Hammer, crisscross, yep, Run DMC. It was it was the whole the whole jam, and and then white people started doing it, and it just got worse. Um, but but Bobby does it in Bobby's voice, and probably the 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 beat just non-existent in his head. I'm like this. You're not even you're not even going with it. It's like somebody go, and you're just like off in <laughs> some other tempo. It was not working. But, you know, they bring it back. They bring it back with a little guitar and a little more fish don't stink. And then you got it. Um, and that was that was the main reason I picked this episode. It was, the line, the, one thing it was the line about how bad the dog's breath is, especially now that he's getting older. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Poor Roger. Which, by the way, is a great oh, yeah. name for a dog. That's Roger. a good name for mm-hmm. a dog. It really is. It really is. They knocked that out of the park for sure. Um, I didn't even mention speaking of names that this whole family's last name is generic. 
Yeah, oh, that Bobby, joke. Bobby generic. Yeah. <laughs> it was really great. I appreciated that a lot. Um, like that was a running so, joke in this show that I remember as a kid getting. That you know. Oh yeah, yeah. They'd all say generic, and it's like, no, it's generic. Yes, that's right. It was they they pronounced it differently. I, I do remember that it was always a thing. After I read it, I was like, that sounds familiar, but it was because they added it. It was pronounced different. Mm-hmm. That does that does generic. feel like a like a Howie Mandel joke. Oh yeah, yeah. for Very sure. Much. Yeah. So. This show was largely created because because the the Fox executives didn't think stand up could be family friendly or something like that. There was a whole time where they just didn't stand ups were dirty, you know, all the stand ups everywhere are dirty. And so they made this show to make a stand up comedian popular with younger kids and that make make something like that work. I'm like, Well Gallagher's not dirty, you could squash a watermelon. He was on Muppet Babies, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's true. <clears throat> Which almost was a show I picked because I love Muppet Babies too, but I couldn't remember if that was a Saturday morning cartoon or not. Oh, that definitely was. Oh, I remember yeah. watching that on Saturday mornings. Yeah, it was a good show. The new one's good too. If you haven't watched it, it's pretty pretty great stuff. Uh, Summer the Penguin, awesome, yeah. awesome mm. addition to the Muppet Babies. Agreed. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, so they finish this night is they just they can't. They can't camp out anymore. The sprinkler's gone off. But Uncle Ted doesn't give up, no, man. No. Like, by now, I would have hung it up and said, dude, we're going inside. Like, I'm going to put you in your bed. I'm going to my bed. He even Actually, says, I'm going to Bobby go says at one point, like, hey, I think it's right after the fire. Like, hey, if you mm-hmm. want to go inside, like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. <We laughs> Which can is quit. the thing I would say when I wanted to go inside. <laughs> yep. Right? Like, mm-hmm. That's just code yeah. for I'm done with this. Can I'm we done. go inside? I'm <laughs> done with this whole thing. Yeah, but I'm also stubborn and don't don't want you to think I'm giving up. No. So I'm going to let you give up. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then I'll just go along with you. But uh, but this is where things things this is where it does its full house ending. You know, mm-hmm. you get Uncle Ted. He's like, we're going to figure this out. They go to the front yard on the driveway mm, uh, and put like ladders up and string a. A, a rudimentary tent, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. across the thing. They've got nothing else left. And this is where it gets heartfelt to me. I appreciated this. The brother comes out and decides to share. It gives Bobby, I can't remember what it was. It was some item that he Old had. sleeping bag. Old sleeping bag, yeah. yeah. Old sleeping bag, yeah, because he he was not going to camp out with them. Like, that's lame and all this stuff. And Bobby says, when older brothers want to share, it means they're missing out on the fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's... That's good wisdom, Bobby. <laughs> when when someone decides to to join in with you, or at least like give you something, it means they wish they were there, but they had pitched so much of a fit that yep. they can't relent, yep. and it's over. Uh, and the sister comes out, and then they all sit under their tent singing uh, a, some weird version of "Kumbaya." Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, that was terrible. Uh, with the mom rambling extra stuff in the in middle, the middle. <laughs> of the song. <laughs> They were all was, off key. They were all off tempo. It was mm-hmm. uh, it was a cacophony oh, yeah. of sound. Um, but it was real, right? Yes. Like, oh yeah, see. no, it yeah. it one hundred percent felt like like when my family would try to do that. Yeah, yeah, my family never tried to do that. <laughs> we were, we were too smart. We didn't very much <laughs> for that reason, right? But Wisconsin mom, it it really fit that she was like, "Oh, let me talk about this while I'm getting through this next line of the song." <laughs> It's just that's her character. It always, always was through mm-hmm. the whole show. And I hate we didn't get more of her in this 
because she was such a highlight when I was a kid. Because I remember my mom, I told my mom that we were watching Bobby's World for the show, and she's like, Oh, I remember you watching Bobby's World, gee golly, uh, you know, like all that stuff. Because she remembered the mom, don't you know? Those G golly ideas. Those G golly mm-hmm. ideas. That's right. Yeah, putting those G and then Bobby's thinking G golly ideas and then shoving them into his head. <laughs> I love that. Um, I told I told my mom about the show and I had a uh, when I was a kid she was thinking about this. I had a poster of Bobby um, that had Bobby sticking his finger up his nose. And the poster said, "I'm not picking my nose. I'm pointing at my brain." <laughs> and I, had that, I had that poster for probably five years, uh, and it was it would sticky tack onto the wall, mm-hmm. and sticky tack get rolled up, moved to the next house, mm-hmm. sticky tack back on the wall. Uh, sticky tack, for those who are unaware, was the number one poster sticking material because it didn't put holes in the wall. Mm-hmm. Your mom wouldn't yell at you. Mm-hmm. It's the best That's stuff. Right. Yeah, it was good. It was good. You needed it. But that brings us to the end of, of Bobby's World and more Howie Mandel shenanigans at the end of the show. <laughs> and uh, it, joking about sitting on marshmallows, it then turns around with a Frisbee-sized, <laughs> <laughs> like, not even remotely marshmallow-like thing no. stuck to his butt. No, but I appreciated um, that joke. The yeah, joke was the joke was well placed, uh, even if that was the largest marshmallow uh, ever conceived by man. Mm. I would eat that if it was not set on. Mm. It would be in my mouth. I could <laughs> I could make that happen like a pie, it's like a pie of a yeah. marshmallow. <laughs> yeah. So so Bobby's world. We watched it. Mm-hmm. We got we we. I I I'm fondly remember it. It's one of those shows. Like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna break it down. It's going to have to stay back in eight-year-old, seven- to eight-year-old Stephen's <laughs> yeah. history. My, and I don't know, what, what causes a show, in your guys' opinion, to be a show that's revisitable and one that isn't? Like, is there a, a certain aspect of them that just, that's what pushes it over the edge to, like, I'm going to leave that? Well, I feel like with this show, you being about seven or eight when you watched it feels like the perfect time to be watching this show. Because it's not your Blue's Clues, Dora the Explorer type show where it's aimed at, you know, three to six-year-olds. But it's not quite uh, the show that would be aimed for, you know, kind of 10, 11, 12 and sort of coming out of cartoons in a lot of ways, at least back then. Um, so mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense. That it sort of hit you in the sweet spot. But it doesn't, it doesn't age as well because I don't feel like the humor... Um, was timeless, like the the types of jokes that they would use. This t- because you look at a lot of the, if it wasn't problematic humor in something like a Warner Brothers cartoon, um, they're jokes that still make you laugh as an adult. And like you said, there weren't really any moments in this that you were laughing out loud. I didn't find myself laughing out loud very often. There was a couple times where I was like, ah, it's clever. That was cute. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think I feel like that's what it is for me. Like if it's something I can watch now, like Garfield, had moments where I laughed out loud and I was like, and and I genuinely thought it was well-written humor. This didn't quite hit that point for me. So I kind of can see why, why I would agree with you. It sort of needs to stay where it was. Sure. Yeah. And like you said earlier, part of me wants to see what it turned into down the line and see if it got better. Cause like you said, this is episode two, practically, you know, the pilot. So, um, you know, like we said, there wasn't a whole lot, 
to really go with here. There wasn't a whole lot of meaty jokes. Like the one thing that got me that I thought was the most hilarious thing in the episode was when Uncle Ted talked about the pioneers and then Bobby yeah. saw a wagon with, you know, little horses and then two ears in a pie driving it. They must have really big Q-tips. And I was yes. like, okay, that's Which, clever. I mean, that does, but that, that was that's the one thing. Like, that's and like it a was a throwaway that... joke. Like, it yeah. was there for like two seconds compared to underwater, the fish don't stink. Sure. <laughs> that part made me so mad, underwater, the fish don't stink. I could hear nine-year-old <laughs> me going, that's just not, but but that's not. And so this led <laughs> me to find out today that star-nosed moles can smell underwater. Yeah, they're, yeah, that but they're was a like, weird fact. They're basically mutant alien creatures. They like, definitely are. They are upsetting. Uh, yeah, they they fell to Earth from a meteor and just managed to survive <laughs> here. <laughs> <laughs> they're not natives. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, no, and, and I think that that's like, it certainly wasn't as quote-unquote bad as I was expecting it to be from hearing nine-year-old me and my voice going, we got to change the channel. <laughs> change it now. Because we got to change it before my little sister, like, digs in. Because oh, yeah. if she digs in, mm-hmm. then we're going to have to, like, I can't change it because she'll yell be and the mom will get mad and then I'm just going to have to watch this. But uh, yeah. so it was, it was definitely better than I was expecting it to be. Howie was real awkward, though. The 3D uh, thing was, I couldn't decide if it was funny or not. Like, I just, <laughs> Same. it came back twice. It's the, like, we did this episode in 3D, but I'm guessing they forgot to send you glasses. So just every now and then, just, like, run up to the screen. So it's like, we're coming at you. And, which, granted, that's how a lot of uh, 3D movies seem to want to be. They're like, whoa, coming at you. Like, there's <laughs> yeah. no need. There's no need. There's no yeah. need for any of that. And so, like, and they brought it up at the end, too, and I was, I couldn't, I still couldn't decide if I thought it was funny or not. It's definitely, like, how he was embodying everyone's dad with that joke. Yes. Like, hey, like, I'm coming at you, this is 3D. And you're like, uh, it's kind of funny, but kind of stupid. Yeah. And I don't know where it's landing, so I'm just going to mm-hmm. smile. Because <laughs> i got, pretty I got much. Wait for else. it to end, it's Okay. <laughs> Not yeah, to I'm mention, we're in a totally TV. different space when it comes to 3D. Like, just that whole terminology. Like, back yeah. then, it was you got blue and red glasses, and that's how you saw yeah. it, you know? Yeah. And there like, was the Pepsi commercial during the Super Bowl that one year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you had to buy Pepsi to get the 3D glasses. <clears throat> oh, yeah. It and worked. now, for us, 3D is maybe dying off, maybe coming back. Who knows? Let's see what James Cameron tries to push on us with the new Avatar movies. Yeah. I don't take me there, Audie. I can't handle it. <laughs> oh, I'm not going. I, 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 I wish. I'm saying it's a thing. Like, I'm not saying it's a thing I care for. I'm saying it's a thing. There are some yeah. people that absolutely love it, and more power to them. But I can't. No, those people mm. are wrong. There's, <laughs> there's, there's a, there's a theater up the street from me that has two, two different forms of interactive movie watching. Oh yeah, you can go for. 4DX, right. which puts you in a motion chair. Stupid. Or oh. there's Screen X, which is a 270-degree view, which probably also looks like crap. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to spend $20 to find out <laughs> if it looks like crap. I'm just going to go to the straight IMAX or the other big right. format theaters and enjoy those. I don't need 
James Cameron's Fancy Pants. You're in the movie now. I don't want to be in the movie. I want to be in my chair. I'm in the movie. (laughs) That's slightly grayed out because you've got to give me something to do the 3D effect, and it's never clear. I I will say, on the subject of 3D, Avatar was one of the few movies where the 3D effect, because they built it from the ground up, actually worked and didn't feel overly gimmicky. Uh, but like Beowulf was definitely. I was super just gonna gimmicky. say the last. Oh. The, I think the one yeah. and only 3D movie. No, I saw V for Vendetta in 3D also. Oh jeez, which mm. was they throw a knives heck at of a you. time. Yeah, but yeah. uh, yeah, no Beowulf. That's the one I was thinking of because it was the spears just. Like, whoa, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're coming at you. Like, just let the 3D be 3D. You don't have to throw stuff at me. No. You don't have mm-hmm. to chuck me through a portal. You right. just, just, just be. Just stop making it a gimmick. Uh, and uh, there for a time when it was fading out, there's still movies where you tell, like, there's a 3D part. That's mm-hmm. the part where they want me <laughs> yep. to mm-hmm. feel like I'm I'm riding it. Like, I don't want to ride it. I want to watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. Just quit screwing with it. Just make the sound better. Make the 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 visuals cleaner. And let's just go. Yep. Don't, yep. don't play with this. I can't handle it. Um, but boy, man, we went off on a tangent. We really triggered. <laughs> so, uh, so the, the oh, transition—the transition between the pre, uh, the pre-opening and the actual show—was actually pretty funny. Yeah, because Bobby's in his little tent, and it starts to shake like there's an earthquake. And then we mm-hmm. get through the opening, and we find out there's Uncle Ted shaking the tent, and he goes, "Oh, is it earthquake? Is an earthquake drill? Good work. You didn't panic." And Bobby <laughs> yeah. goes. I definitely thought I was panicking, and I was like, "Okay, that part, that okay, mm-hmm. yes, and, yes." And to that to that point, I think I agree with with you. Where I want to see what the show became because there are seeds of some good jokes. The pioneers yeah. joke is mm-hmm. good because you think about it as a kid, as a four year old, he hears the pioneers. That's a that's a great like mind of a kid <laughs> joke. Yeah. So it's pie and ears. I can tell you, you know what that with, word is with little kids learning words. That kind of stuff definitely happens. So, so yeah, I'd like to see yeah. that. I do want to highlight real quick because I was looking at the um, total cast list of the show over the course of eighty-one episodes were made mm-hmm. between nineteen ninety 1990 and nineteen ninety-eight. Um, and boy, they got some they they got some cream of the crop voice actors in here. I mean, you had your Howie Mandel. Um, Tino, as we mentioned, but Frank Welker was did uh, Roger. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if you're doing animation and there are animal sounds, you're calling Frank Welker. Yeah, or it's either him or D. Bradley Baker. Like those are who yeah. you're calling to make any animal noises. But you got Pat Fraley, who was Krang. So you had mm-hmm. oh, Krang yeah. at one point in the series. Rob Paulson was in here. Um, who else? Maurice Lamarche, Dan Castellanella, uh, Jim wow. Cummings. So. You know, they got a lot of people. Yeah. Charlie Adler did a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Nancy Cartwright. Uh, Dave Thomas actually was in three episodes. That's Oh, wow. Oh. Not the Wendy's Dave Thomas. <laughs> no, no, no. playing along at home. <laughs> <laughs> nope, the other one. Gilbert Gottfried yeah. was in two episodes. Oh, wow. As the karate sensei. Um, <laughs> that that, that um, tracks. Yeah. Fabio. All right. <laughs> Fabio. Fabio. As... as Fabio. Yes. Wow. So, yeah, so just this, wanted to mention a few mm. things. <laughs> so this show had it was it was it was in a it was in a moment. It was a cultural yeah. thing for that many people to have showed up. Yeah. Um 
then they're it's it's kind of like the the Muppets in a way. Not I'm not going to put it on the same level as the Muppets. So excuse me for the analogy, <laughs> but you know you know what I mean. Like when stars show up at a thing, it gives it credibility. Sure, like mm-hmm. when people that you know show yeah. up in a thing, even if it's a paycheck. You know, I mean, I'm sure that didn't hurt. Like Rob Paulson, we'll pay you to be in this. Oh sure, Jim Cummings, you're doing Aladdin and you're doing an episode of Bobby's World. Yeah, it is good. I mean, it's the afternoon, right? Like, I mean, it's Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like, okay, sure. That's how you get to be Jim Cummings and have 580-something credits to your name, like, because you can just show up for an hour to record a few lines for a single episode of a show, and there you go. Done. But you can hear Jim Cummings all the time. Like, he doesn't exactly disappear into his characters. Like, you're like, that's definitely Jim Cummings. Is that True. Jim Cummings as uh, as as PJ? Wait, no. What's the what's the what's the dog that lives next door to Goofy? Pete. It's not PJ, right? Pete. Pete. PJ was Pete's kid. Yes. Uh, play hang out with Max. It was Pete. Yeah. yeah. So he's totally Pete and Winnie. Winnie the Pooh is probably the most non Jim Cummings Jim Cummings voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything else is definitely him growling at someone. Uh, being being him. Anyway, yeah. Cool. That was good, Travis. You've kind of become the uh, the actor historian uh, on the show because you always look this stuff up and then you know them. Which yeah, I it's, very it's impressive. a weird superpower I have <laughs> <laughs> that I'm able I mean, to focus and one. use for good, I guess, or at least not <laughs> not evil. So, right on. Well, that's about that's about all I had in terms of Bobby's world. I tried uh, digging digging deep, but there really wasn't a lot of info to. Find Wikipedia is quite sparse. Uh, the only uh, remaining tidbit that I have is that Howie Mandel came up with Bobby's voice while choking on a piece of cake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the story that they get. <laughs> that's the voice that came out while he was choking, and that's the one that he got. Um, I was and choking. I Let me see if I can replicate this and make money off <laughs> sure. of it. Yeah, I mean, why not? And this, this too. I don't think this this came after Gremlins because he did the voice of uh, Gizmo. Gizmo, yeah, yep. in in Gremlins, which I had I only found out about that recently, and mm. I was a big Gizmo Gremlins fan as a kid because in the eighties yeah, they marketed we were, all yeah. the horrifying stuff to children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised there weren't Tremors dolls at the store, you know, like oh, what you get for Christmas? The stuffed graboid. Yeah, like, that wasn't big enough yet. I mean, you Not say yet. that, but there might have been. Mm-hmm. I probably could have been, yeah. But I totally had a gizmo uh, as a kid, and now apparently they they go for lots of money if you have a working gizmo doll uh, from I the eighties. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I got rid of mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not that long ago, really. Uh, but yeah, that was. I thought that was kind of that was kind of cool. So that's probably the voice he figured out for gizmo, and then brought it over to Bobby's world. Um, which brings us to the feedback section of the show, I think. Uh, Travis, did we get any mail? We did not old, get uh, any mail. No no emails this no week. Mail. However, on Twitter, we got a response uh, from Matthew Sargent at MB Sargent. said, Bobby's World was a great show. Um, so one fan there. And also uh, Ryan Cook, uh, at Cook the Ryan on Twitter. Uh, how many kids had the "It's not a booger"? I'm pointing at my brain poster. Also, Howie Mandel. <laughs> what did I say? So there were at least two of them. Yeah, I got a friend yeah. that uh, said uh, Christy plays drums. One on Twitter said Bobby's World was my favorite when I was a kid. And I was like, Oh, really? Why? She's like, I don't know that I can quite put my <laughs> finger on it. It was just comforting. I just always loved the animation and thought Bobby was so cute riding around on his little bike. 
so Ryan, Ryan and I both had apparently both had that poster, <laughs> uh, which apparently. is yet another thing that makes makes us very similar because um, he's a buddy of mine. Uh, and and it's the comforting aspect, or the just I just remember the show. Mm-hmm. That seems to be a, a through line that we've got here. <laughs> I just remember it. I don't know why I liked it. It was just enjoyable, and maybe that's all we can ask of our shows, particularly ones we look back at. Maybe maybe it's enough to just go. I don't know why I liked it. I just did. <laughs> just did. Uh, and that just be the that be the end of it. But there's there's. We got way too many more episodes of this show to do for that to be the end of it. Uh, we're not here to be comfortable with just maybe that's why I liked it. We're here to find out what the guts of it are. Um, but I think we have mined the depths of Howie Mandel's brain uh, long enough. And I hope if you, you're out there and you enjoyed it, uh, that, that you got some joy out of listening us talk about it. Because um, I, know, I know I enjoyed looking back at it, if for nothing else, just to remember that was a nice slice of life there. Uh, from back in the day, uh, but this is this is not the end of those were the days the show because next week we're closing off Saturday morning cartoons uh-huh. with Amy. Oh yeah, Amy, what you mm-hmm. got for us? All right, guys, this is a big one. We're doing Inspector Gadget. Oh, yeah. So we're doing season one, episode seventeen. The Infiltration. Uh, the way I picked this was I found a list of all of the best rated um, Inspector Gadget episodes. And this was the highest rated that was readily available for free. <laughs> so nice. that's nice. what Works. we're doing. Um, Perfect. Yeah. Pretty excited about this. Love that show was Gadget. everything when I was a kid. Uh-huh. I'm I'm really excited. To I watch still this say one. like, go, go, Gadget, whatever. Oh, yeah. At any given mm-hmm. moment. <laughs> I've got to remember next week a story about a wrestler I watched once that was Inspector Gadget themed, and I'm going to try to remember to tell that. <laughs> so come back next week. Amazing. Uh, write it yeah, down. Yeah, it, it was good stuff. Yeah, you better write that down now. I'm going to write it down because it was it was pretty great. So Inspector Gadget next week that uh, the that link to that show for you to watch it will be available in the show notes of this uh, this episode. So wherever you downloaded it from or wherever you listened it to, we'll put the link in there. Um, maybe we should start sharing links out in the Twitter feed probably. for where to go watch your show. Not a bad that would idea. probably be helpful. Yeah, that's, yep. that's a good yeah. idea to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, get on that, Travis. I will. <laughs> I, I, I will. Yes, sir. Social uh, media and- manager, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that Twitter is uh, at those days show uh, on Twitter. You can find you can hit us there, and also we do post out, um, you know, what we're going to be watching. I will add links to where you can find it. Um, any polls that we do when we're deciding new topics, which you helped us do with special guest stars, um, are put up on there as well. And I have been adding a few things to a Those Were the Days show tw- TikTok account as well. Yeah. So you can check nice. out uh, some little clips and things there. And we're um, I'm working on finding more things to add uh, to that feed. Perfect. You are a good social media manager. <laughs> I try. <laughs> Awesome. So, yeah, tune in next week for Inspector Gadget, our last uh, episode in our Saturday morning cartoons theme, where we move on to special guest stars, where I and I'm sure you guys are all agonizing over which episode to pick, because there are a lot of good special guest star episodes of classic TV. So, it's going to be a good old time. Uh, But for now, make sure you email us over at Those Days Show 
those were the day show at gmail.com at those days show on Twitter. And we'll see you all next time on those were the days. <laughs>